Good morning. We're in Psalm chapter 7 today. Psalm chapter 7 today. As you come on, if you wouldn't mind just clicking, making a comment. Psalm chapter 7. I'm sitting here downtown Thomasville, Georgia, uh, 7.50 a.m. Tuesday morning. It's kind of eerie. Looks like we're experiencing the calm before the storm. If you've been watching the news, there's a storm brewing. Um, a storm brewing out in the in the Gulf, and it's set to hit Florida and maybe move up the Panhandle and affect us. And so we've already begun praying for all the people that hey Richard that might be in harm's way in Florida. Was that storms coming up? Um, I have more to say about that probably the next couple of days. Today we're in Psalm chapter 7, reading through the Psalms. And so I remember a few years ago, I remember a few years ago, it's been a long time ago, we were in, it's before we moved to Thomasville, we were in a church and uh, somebody in our church uh, told somebody something about me and I was a pastor on the staff. Somebody in our church told somebody about me that was not even close to being true. Now, a lot of things that people say are true about me, but um, this was not even close to being true. And um, so anyway, I remember I, I went to the pastor and I said, hey, let's go talk to this person. Let's set the record straight because they're sharing some things about me that aren't even close to being true. And he said this, he said, just give it time. The people that know the person and know you know their character and know your character. So they're going to know it's not true. But I wanted to be vindicated. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be vindicated. And so I pressed him and he said, he said, just think about it and pray about it. The people that know the person that spoke those words and they know you. They're going to know their character and your character, and they're going to know the truth. And then he said this. He says, and besides that, God has a way of taking care of things like that. Fast forward to 2017. Um, somebody said something about my wife, and it went public, and it wasn't even close to being true. Somebody accused my wife of doing something, and they did it themselves. <laughs> she was accused of doing something, and the person that accused her of doing something was the person that actually did it. And I remember talking to her, and uh, she handled it. I mean, she was awesome. I remember talking to her and saying basically the same thing that that pastor told me years ago. I said, baby, look, the people that know you and the people that know the other person they know your character. They know the other person's character, and they're going to know the truth. The problem is the people that don't know us, and they hear these accusations, like we want vindication, right? And then I told her this. I said, there are people are going to know the truth, and then um, just remember, God has a way of taking care of things like that, and God has a way of taking care of people like that. Well, when we get to Psalm chapter 7 in our reading today, that's what's happening in David's life. If you um, read the superscription and try to piece together a little bit of possible history of the psalm, um, many Bible scholars believe that 
this psalm was written when Saul was trying to, to kill David. It's interesting so far, and as we've read Psalm 3, Psalm 3, 4, 5, 6, and now 7, it's interesting to note that David's life was not always perfect. Um, and some of David's problems were of his own doing. Um, we've read, you know, a couple of days ago that Absalom, his son, was trying to take the kingdom from his dad. I mean, imagine that, dad. Your son's coming up against you and trying to take everything you've ever worked for. Uh, hey, Liz. And so, you know, we've seen that David has been in some difficult times and how David responded. And then we get to, to chapter 7, and apparently, I say apparently because like scholars really don't know for certain, but apparently this was written in a time when Saul was trying to kill David. And then somebody was saying some things. If you just if you just tuned in, go back and listen to the whole thing a little bit later. Somebody was saying some things about David that weren't true. And so, hey Rosie, and so as accusations, false accusations were coming against David, apparently that's why he wrote this psalm. And then in Psalm 7, verse 1, I'm just going to read a few verses. David says, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Lest he tear my soul like a lion. Imagine being torn like a lion. That's what David was afraid of. Rending it in pieces while there is none to, to deliver. O Lord my God, second time. If I've done this, if there be any iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy, let the enemy persecute my soul. So David said, if I did what I'm accused of, then let the enemy come in and persecute my soul. Verse 4, verse 5, Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift up yourself because of the rage of mine enemies. And awake for me to the judgment that you have commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about. For their sakes, therefore, return thou on high. So basically, now David saying, Now vindicate me, Lord, vindicate me. Which is a natural response when people are coming against us, when people are particularly saying things about us that aren't true. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to mine integrity that is in me. O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tries the hearts and reigns. My defense is of God, which saves the upright of heart. God judges the righteous. Uh, the next verse, if he turn not, he will wet his sword. If he has bent his bow and made it ready, he hath also prepared for him instruments of death. He ordained his arrows against persecutors. Now listen to me saying, Behold, he travails with iniquity. I'm skipping down. All of it's important. Uh, verse 16, his mischief shall return upon... Oh, no, no, no. Verse 15. Okay, this is the one particular one that's coming against David and saying false things. He made a pit and digged it and has fallen into the ditch which he made. When my wife was had been falsely accused... Um, I've told you before sometimes, we live. I live in the Psalms. On more than one occasion in the Psalms and Proverbs, the Bible says that the person that digs a pit will fall into it. 
the person that rolls the stone, it shall roll back onto him. And that's what David says here. He has made a pit and digged it and has fallen into the ditch, which he made. So he said, he made a pit, he dug it for me, but he actually fell into the pit. Some people, you know, like in the world today, they call that what? They call that karma. Karma. You know, you kind of going to get what you, what you deserve. Well, actually that's in the Bible. Uh, Paul later calls it, we call it the law of the harvest. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap life or you're going to reap from the spirit. So it's not really karma. It's the law of the harvest. Whatever we sow is what we're going to reap. And it's amazing that David is saying this, and then on more than one occasion, he says it again. And so what I'm encouraging you is, is that when people dig a pit for you to fall into, the first natural response is we want to vindicate ourselves and we want to set the record straight. Uh, but the pastor was right a few years ago when he told me that. God has a way of taking care of people like that and issues like that. Because when a person digs a pit for you to fall into it, guess what? They fall into it. When a person rolls a stone intended to roll upon you, guess what? Hey, Sarah, the stone rolls upon them. That is the law of the harvest. So what, that's what David's saying here. And then it says, and his violent dealings shall come down upon his own hate. In other words, whatever the violence was prepared for me in unrighteousness, it will come back to them. So really God is our vindicator, right? I know it's difficult. I just admitted in my own life, it's difficult to, you know, sit there, especially me, if you know me, um, it's especially difficult. You know, like I want to put an ad out on the paper every time somebody says something that's, you know, inaccurate or partial truth or complete false. Um, I want to vindicate myself. And David wanted to vindicate himself, but ultimately he didn't put it on Twitter, didn't put it on an Instagram account and all that. God vindicated him. Then he says in the last verse, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. I will sing praises to the name of the Lord most high. So I jotted down three three quick thoughts there. Got my journal. I encourage y'all keep a journal. Just write down thoughts when you're, you know, when you're reading the scripture. And so maybe some of these thoughts will will help you out when you feel the need to vindicate yourself. Um, uh, first thing David did was he turned to the Lord. And then David accepted what he deserves. And then he says in chapter 7, verse 8, you know, the Lord's going to judge them. And then he turns to the Lord again at the end of the chapter. So I was riding down the road, went to get some gas this morning before I came in. And these, this is just the way I think. These thoughts came to me, okay? The first thing David did was he reflected. He reflected upon, what's up? I'm sorry, somebody went by and waved. Uh, he reflected upon who he is and uh, who the Lord is. So he reflected. And then he reflected on his relationship because he calls God twice. He goes, my Lord, my God. So that's what I want to encourage you with. If you're watching here today, if the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior, he is your shepherd, he is your light, he is your salvation. That's a personal relationship with him. God is your father. You are his son or you are his daughter. 
familiarize yourself with who God says you are. I was just riding in. I had my worship music blaring, riding down the road, lifting my hands and shouting to the Lord. And um, I think it was Bethel or somebody was singing that song. Uh, who, who you say I am? Who you say I am? Um, we need to believe who God says we are versus who we think we are. So if you're in a relationship with him, with God, with Jesus, he is your Lord and your God. So David wrote this psalm out of his personal relationship with God. In his pain, he remembers his relationship with God. In his anger, he remembers his relationship with God. In his turmoil, in his trouble, in his stress, David lived in his relationship with God. So notice, birthed out of that relationship, okay? So David resolved, or excuse me, David reflected on his relationship. And the third word is David resolved because he said, I will praise, I will sing. That's resolve. Even when the enemy's coming against him, he resolved. When he says, I will praise, it's the, it's the Hebrew word for sh to shoot the hand out. So what David was saying was, and that's one of the ways we worship and praise the Lord, we shoot our hands out. This way, this way, we can shoot the hand out many ways. And what David said was, when I feel the need to vindicate myself, I remember my relationship with God. Watch this. I am who he says I am. I am not who they say I am. I am who God says. And then it calls him to have an inner reflection. I think of gratitude and worship and praise. And so David said, I will lift my hands. I will praise. And then he said, I will sing. So if the enemy's coming against you, maybe they're not, maybe nobody's saying anything. Maybe no one's slandering you, but we do have an enemy that's a liar. And that enemy is slandering you. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And, and Jesus called him a liar and the father of lies. So even if you don't have an enemy that's publicly slandering you, you have an enemy, Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, who is internally slandering you every day. And some of you are believing the lies of the devil. You're believing who he says you are, not who God says you are. You are a child of God if you know Jesus. So... In your relationship, hey Shirley, in your relationship with the Lord, reflect on who he is and who he says you are, and then resolve to praise. Resolve to worship him, resolve to sing. Hope that'll help you out today. It's already helped me out some. Thank you so much for, for joining me this morning. Do me a favor if you would, go to my personal page, personal Facebook page or, page or celebration. Hey, Billy, or celebration uh, Thomasville and scroll down a little bit. My secretary has prepared over 150 podcasts, not just from these uh, videos, but I did a series, I think through the Psalms and whatever readings we were doing a year or so ago. Uh, you can listen to podcasts, you know, driving to back and forth to work, to ball games or whatever. Hopefully there'll be encouragement to you. And always give me a thumbs up or a comment or something. Sometimes your comments bless me. Not all the time. Sometimes your comments bless me and somebody will make a comment about a passage that I didn't think about. And I go back and read it and reflect on it. And uh, y'all are a blessing to me. So anyway, hey, if you're in Florida or Georgia, be safe. Um, be safe. And uh, we're asking the Lord to protect everyone from this brewing storm. And hopefully I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Ricky.